Today's episode is brought to you by Wild, natural deodorant, body wash and shampoo bars. Wild uses clean and natural ingredients in all of their beautiful products, meaning they're good for your body and the planet. We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garibagal people. We pay our respects to all First Nation elders, past, present and emerging. Dana. No, different movie. Anyway, Shark Week. It's Shark Week, Dales. We're in sync. Proper in sync. For the first time in 27 years. Yeah, we've often like timed up, but we have had the last two cycles bang on together. I think that's what the surprise is. Mm. So you're when, a little late, I'm a little early. Yeah, we've met in the middle. We have. <laughs> it's wild. If you're new to the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Oh, welcome. This is where we talk openly about periods, blowjobs, and body, body image. image, and being a mum, and the working juggle strike. Should we start this episode? I think we should. We have a thousand things to do. But we'd rather chat to you With emails and meetings and husbands and kids We don't have time for this Just what you need Two basic bitches with a podcast Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This I'm your host Gemma Pranita aka Gemma Pina on the gram Along with my co-host Kate Reeves Happy Tuesday Happy Tuesday everybody so there's a lot of new listeners out there. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. We've had a big jump in listenership since we took our circus on the road. Yeah, we have to thank our DLs for recruiting DLs for us. <laughs> yes. The number of you who brought a mate who's not a listener by way of forcing them to become a listener <laughs> is quite an impressive feat. It sure is. Yeah. And so to all our new DLs, and we've seen you in the Facebook group, on Instagram, and here in the download numbers, I guess we we thought maybe we should just give a little cheat sheet so you're not like, what's a DL? Who's Crazy Lisa? What is Hunji P? Skim flat, what now? So, Gem, if you had to describe the podcast, what would you say we are? I mean, our tagline on our Instagram used to be two full-time working mums with lots of opinions and no time. Still true. Yes. Yes. But the way I like to describe it is it's broader than that. You know, it's life, oh, life, <laughs> <laughs> through the lens of working motherhood. Or just Perhaps. motherhood, I or think. Or motherhood, yeah. It's not even working yeah. because we don't want to exclude anyone. No. But my favourite thing as well about going on tour was uncovering how many non-parents yes. came. Yes. Not yes. just to our show and the VIDL post-show event, but also our Westfield events. Yeah. Where they came up to us and openly declared, I'm not a mum yet, yeah. but I will be one day and I am just loving this high level of insight. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> have we scared you away? Yeah. And they're like, look, going into it one day with my eyes truly wide open will say it's a little fear inducing about what's this sort. you guys are a little aggressively real well you're welcome <laughs> now that is the philosophy of this show Jem and I if we can contribute anything and that's we do want this show to be we want it to be the honest conversation you would have with your best mate mm. if you didn't have to filter yourself yep. if you didn't have to be politically correct all the time if you didn't have to watch what you were saying if you could just have a free-flowing, honest conversation, and if you didn't know the answers yet, that's okay. What would you say? Yeah. That's what this show is. So we say everyone is welcome. We have 
no answers, we have no solutions, but we just want to hash it out. Yep. And it is sometimes body image, sometimes it's sex, sometimes it's relationships, sometimes it's parenting, sometimes it's in-laws, work colleagues. We go all over the place. But as Jeff said, it's life, oh life, which <laughs> really is a reference is. to Desiree, our queen, queen of the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just like how life shows up, I guess, for millennials. But, you know, we do have older and younger listeners as well. And I was about to say, it's just like being a woman, but now we have some men. So (laughs) everyone is welcome here. That's true. We don't discriminate. Everyone is welcome. But in terms of a cheat sheet into our potty, we could do a little bit of dissecting of our vernacular. Sure, yeah. Well, one thing you'll hear a lot is Hunji P, which just means 100%. (laughs) DL is a dear listener. A VIDL is a very important dear listener, which is a new subcategory that we (laughs) created uh, for our live shows. Skim flat wine is when you take a coffee cup and you fill it with wine so you can take it to a child related event without anyone know you're drinking like the park or say the sports carnival. And not to be confused with the keep cup which we refer to (laughs) as our period cups because we're very pro period cups around here. Yes we like a green bleed. And we are absolute converts to the period cup over tampons or other disposable period products. So we often call that a keep cup. Hungy P. Which is different to the skin flat wine. What else, Jeb? We also have a Facebook group. Yes. I don't know if you guys know about it, but it is our favorite corner of the internet because while Instagram is fabulous and we do drop a lot of content on there, it's kind of one way. Yeah. It's a one way conversation. Whereas in the Facebook group, it's actually DL led, yes. which is our favorite thing about that space. And actually, Revzy, a DL share in the group recently she said hey DLs I'm new to the potty and group and you and I are like willkommen and she said I'm obsessed with the potty as a new mum currently on mat leave and it is just the right company I need on my solo walks then she goes on to say as a new listener <laughs> I need some assistance in understanding some lingo okay for example what is a good mum what is a wallet mum and do Revs and Gem have a friend called the good mum and crazy Lisa for reals any other crucial Info that would help me follow along is much appreciated. And then insert onslaught of our wonderful DLs helping our new DL out. So let's go back to good mum versus wallet okay, mum. So this is like from ep one of the podcast. We have a girlfriend we call the good mum. And she's she, the OG. She's the OG. And we call her the good mum because when we all had babies and young kids and we went to the park, every mother's group has one of these. It's the mum who has the perfectly packed nappy bag with little cut up sandwiches, with blueberries, with a spare pair of leggings with extra wipes, extra nappies, tube of papanthan. They have everything you could need. And then there's people like us, who we call wallet mums, who rush out of the house with the kid and a wallet so they can get their coffee and sit on the rug and have that nice mum time. But shit, my kid peed itself and I don't have any spare leggings. Oh, 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 she's done a nappy and I didn't bring one. The good mum is always like, here you go. Oh my gosh, Revzy, you just reminded me of my girlfriend Tish. She and I like to go to the beach together one Sunday a month because our husbands are in a surfing comp and every single time without (laughs) fail I turn up to the beach with nothing now this surf comp goes until like two o'clock in the afternoon right and we often meet up at nine or ten in the morning and by that time the kids are starving the kids have run into the ocean she's got towels she's got snacks and she's always every single time feeding my children oh my god this is the curse of the good mom is that she's always unintentionally feeding and clothing and changing other people's Children. And every time I'm like, Tish, I promise next time I'll bring yeah. and food will for you. Your- no. I never do. No, you don't. No. I don't. I leave the house with nothing. No. And I do worry about long-term good mum resentment, but that's a topic <laughs> for another time. 
Then there's the wallet mums who are a little bit hot messy, but we love them anyway, we hope, because we are wallet mums. And for every wallet mum, there's a good mum. And every time a good mum is having an anxiety spin, there's a wallet mum there to talk her down off the ledge to tell her she's doing a great job, that the bar is low, Mm -hmm. that all those good things. So there's a place for both. Everyone is welcome. But we do divide mum styles into good mum, wallet mum. I did have to lull on the tour, though, because we did have a group of mums come up to us after the show and say, we've created a new category. that we all feel we identify as and that's a wood mum which is a wallet mum with a rising good Good mum (laughs) where they aspire to be good mums but are innately wallet mums. Why didn't they go with gullet? (laughs) A gullet mum. Somehow doesn't quite ring as well as wood mum. I know. Anyway, so the OG good mum is our mate. From high school. From high school, Claire. Uh, You might also hear about people called, yes, Crazy Lisa, who Mm -hmm. is my mate from my first ever mother's group. She's called Crazy Lisa because she's pretty crazy and she's always doing funny stuff like emailing HR and, I don't know, having a baby with her new husband, getting married at 6am in a cafe, you know, things like that. So we love Crazy Lisa and Crazy Lisa's stories. Uh, Who else will you hear about? we got Show Daddy. Yep. Well, our new DLs who we met through the show definitely are familiar with Show Daddy. He's basically our mate who also produces for us. We have producer Kate. You'll hear about her a lot. She produces this show, Whip Cracks Us. Uh, You'll hear about friend of the pod, Rachel Rachel Tag, Tag. (laughs) who is a photographer who takes all our photos and comes on tour with us. And, you know, she's just one of those people that's always hanging around. So we're always talking about her. Uh, Who else? We've got Simmy. We've got Simmy, who works with Jem and the podcast too. These are just characters you'll come to know. And love. And don't forget Hubs. We talk about Hubs. And Americano. And Americano, who's my American boyfriend. Hubs is Jem's husband. Now, we did hear about six months ago people hate the term Hubs or Hubby. Not specifically Jem's one, just some people have a violent reaction to an abbreviation. They also don't like wifey, but that's what Jem calls him. So sorry, not sorry. On we trudge. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Anything else new people need to know? No, I feel like we've brought them up to speed as best we can, but we're just excited to have you here. Yeah, guys. Thanks for being here. Revzy, I love our DLs so much. The wonderful Rachel Gold Leah, she has shared in the Facebook group. Do yourself a favor and listen to the Crazy Lisa episode, the Au Pair episode and the Sex in the Car Park episode to bring (laughs) you up to speed. I don't know what those episode names or numbers are. However, we will link it in the show notes if you want to get a full breakdown of (laughs) Get a real taste of the we don't have time for this lifestyle. Revzy, what do you currently have on your iPhone wallpaper? Uh, my kids and my boyfriend. I have like the rotating one. Oh, this is a hack. Yeah. And I feel like people need to know about this. Yeah, but I don't know how to talk you through it. I know. <laughs> so you're going to have to Google it. <laughs> but there is a new option with the iPhone update where your wallpaper can change itself every hour. Well, you can choose if it's hourly, oh, daily, weekly. Anyway, I've got an album of all my favorite photos of my people and it rotates for me. So right now I've got a photo you took. Oh. Of Isla Isla. kissing me as I'm in active labor with Teddy. I love that. Uh, you what know, have you got? Well, I just have a stock standard photo of my kitties. Mm. I've got a few different wallpapers that I've pre-created. Uh, on my iPhone and I can toggle between oh, them. Uh, it's not as efficient as yours, but no, I have photos just of my kids, really. Yeah. Do you know what was fun, though, mm. was when we were in Brizzy, there was a VIDL oh, hanging yeah. out with us and uh, she flashed her phone and I noticed that she had a picture of a man, <laughs> just a singular man. You know, Revzy, when you say you have a picture of your boy free. Yeah. <laughs> boy free? Your boy free. Sounds Irish. Your boy free? Your boy free. Um, 
it's a picture of both of you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't Looking. have any single photos of him. Yeah. So that's why it caught my eye because okay. I was like, what's this mama with a singular man? Singular photo of a dude. And I, I queried her on it. I said, uh, is that your partner? No, that, you said, is that your husband on your iPhone wallpaper? <laughs> you were kind of disgusted. Was I? Yeah. Uh, anyway, she said, yeah. It is. I'm trying to force myself to like him. Yeah, it was so funny because Jim's like, well, that's romantic. She goes, no, it's for me trying to remind myself that I like him. (laughs) Very honest. So honest. Yeah, we all have our hacks to keep things fresh and alive. Yeah, but can we talk about the power of seeing an image on your phone flash up? I mean, you check your phone regularly. Regularly. We're all horrendously addicted to our phones. You know, back in the day, pre-kids, I loved a quote. Oh, you did? I loved a quote wallpaper. Uh, pre-kids, I loved a graphic design, oh, yeah. mm. you know, like some kind of wallpaper design. Yeah. But like it said something about me and the world, you know. But no, now it's kids and a little bit Just of boyfriend. Just kids and a little bit of boyfriend. Yeah. Love it. Mm. My kids do get upset though if it's not on them at the time they look. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I get it because my mother, Janma, exclusively had my sister in her wallet for about 20 years. Just a photo of my sister Lou. Was I anywhere to be seen? No. no. And while this opens up a can of worms, <laughs> there's a spare room in my mum's house, like a guest room. There's this like bureau and it's got some photos on the top. All of my sister. <laughs> Welcome a, to therapy with Gem and Rev. Not a Rev's single t- photo that's not my sister. Sorry, there is. And it's of our dead family dog. Do I feature? No. It's a shame your okay. mum's in Europe and we can't call her in to talk about this. Oh, is it a shame? <laughs> Have fun in Europe, mum. I'll just sit here with my trauma. All good. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely judge my parents and my parents-in-law uh-huh. on what their screensaver is. Oh, and what is it? Look, it's the kids, but yeah. I will say that my in-laws have six grandchildren and uh, they rotate okay. what's on their background. But it's my, political. My father-in-law just has the surf, <laughs> which is pretty standard. Great, Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, I don't have anyone, yep. so no one can be mad. Smart move. Smart move. Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? My inability to RSVP like a grown-up oh. to a wedding. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, look, I'm self-judging yep. because, Revzy, we went through the wedding season we did. of life and you and I talked actually quite publicly on the podcast before many moons ago mm. about how when the effort that goes into putting a wedding on. Yes, and or any event. Any event, you're absolutely right, and especially having paper in invitations yes. and weddings are the time where people invest in this most mm. I think it feels very grown up it feels mm-hmm. special mm-hmm. you know when someone's like hey can I have your address and you're like oh I'm getting ex- invited to their wedding yeah anyway you and I both got invited to a girlfriend's wedding this year which is exciting very and exciting. very novel because oh. we haven't been to a wedding in a while it's so exciting yes. she deserves all the happiness in the world this friend of ours it's very very exciting Hanji P and her invitations were classy beautiful you know beautifully done refined paired back elegance loved it stunning GSM I feel like beautiful <laughs> cotton based paper so Rez and I were like oh got a properly RSVP because we remembered yes how frustrating it was when you had to chase your own it's wedding guests. It's just rude, actually. It's rude. It's rude. Yeah. When you go to all this effort and you're going to throw this beautiful event and you're saying, like, this is a big deal and important to me and I want you there, big yes. honour, then you hear crickets. It is such an honour to be a guest. So I just want to touch on that because so much thought and consideration went into that guest list. Of course. It's never a frivolous decision. No. It's like, no, like how many people, how many per head When options? I look out from the 
altar, who do I want to see yeah. at my wedding? It's a big deal, big honour. Yeah. Right, so you didn't RSVP. I didn't RSVP and it was embarrassing because I knew that I was like, fuck, I haven't RSVP'd, we're getting closer to the wedding day. And I said to you in the car, mm. I was like, mm. I need to RSVP. Yes. Next minute I realise I've lost the invitation. Oh, I don't know no. if you remember but I had Shelly the pantry girl here. <laughs> really? No idea. <laughs> Did a full clear out of our house. Don't know what happened to the invitations. It's gone. And then I had a mental note where I was like, oh, I need to text her yeah. and let her know that yes. I lost the invitation, that Hubs and I are indeed coming. And uh, fast forward to recently and the bride texted me. You're that jerk. To chase my RSVP oh, no. and my dietary requirements oh, and if I was no. coming to oh, the morning after girl. breakfast. Yeah, I just, I felt so much shame. Well, so should, you should. I should. Yeah, it's rude. Did you RSVP? Well, it's funny you should say this. I got the same text. Oh, <laughs> and I that. was mortified. We're those people. We're those jerks. I know. And I feel like we can't keep leaning on, but we've been on tour <laughs> for much longer. Well, this is the thing about this beautiful mate is that she was like, I know you've been really busy. You've had a lot going on. I and know. I was like, yeah, but that's bullshit. Nah, it's like, a jerk I should have just fucking did it. My terrible excuse was I've had it filled out and I decorated it all with all my excitement and I've had it ready to go for like since I got it. Mm. But then, of course, I'm not a details person and I was like, I've got to get an envelope. I've got to get an envelope. Envelope. Keep forgetting to get an envelope because when do you buy envelopes? And then I said that to her in my lame excuse. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm this jerk. I've actually been looking for an envelope. She goes, you numpty, it's a postcard. You just put it in the post. <laughs> so I was like, oh. She even made it easy. She made it for easy for us. us. Anyway, we are those assholes and it's not cool. There's it's no not excuses. cool at all. It's a not RSVP. Mm. Not cool. No. Oh. Do you know what? I'm trying to make excuses for myself here. And you have none. Well, when the invitations first arrived, mm-hmm. and I notoriously did this in 2015 in the year that many people we know got married, is I took a photo mm-hmm. of the invite yep. and texted it to them and being like, Wee! So yep. excited. And I did that. Okay. And I also wrote, of course, we'll be there with bells on. Yeah, that's not an RSVP I, though. Isn't it? No, because you have to provide your dietaries and if you're coming <sighs> to the wedding. Okay. It's just not. Like this is a nice, beautiful, fancy wedding. I know. To be respectful to the event. I feel like you're reprimanding me, but not no, I'm yourself. doing it to myself too. <laughs> like I'm really pissed off at myself that I yeah. dropped the ball here. Because even when I got it, I was like, now listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are not very good at the details, Revs. Like, self, RSVP immediately. And yeah. I didn't. So I'm ashamed of us both. We're letting down the brand, Gem. We really are. And at what point can I hang shit on my husband that this hasn't been on his radar, his problem? Nah, because it's your mate. If it was his mate's wedding, that would be on him. Sorry, this one's on you, babe. Fair call. You just have to cop this mental load. It's your mate. one of our oldest friends from school. Exactly. Yeah, not cool. Anyway, I'm very excited about it. Can't wait. We've got a dress. So pumped. It's black tie. It's going to be amazing. It does remind me, though, like, we were talking about this with producer Kate mm-hmm. and she's like, are you the kind of people when you throw a party that you just stress all day that no one's going to come? And Jem was like, she was with this wrinkled face and she's like, what do you mean? And Katie's like, you know, when you throw a party and like all day, you're like just nervous because you're like, no one's going to show up. And Jem like cocked her head and went, no, I think if they don't come, it's their loss. No, I and believe I, I said, if they don't come, they're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and that is attachment right there. <laughs> Jem has hardcore security. Attachment. Well done, Jem's parents. <laughs> well, what about you, Revzy? Uh, I haven't thrown a party in a long time. Mm. 
Um, but no, I don't think I'd get too nervous, but I do have that moment. I like to book in a few mates to come on time. Okay. Because I don't like that first hour of a party. What about your wedding? Can you cast your mind back to that? Like when you oh, sent back in out. the black and white days. Yeah. But when you <laughs> sent out those invitations. Yes. Did Look, you have fear that no one would come? No, people love a wedding. And also, uh, like all bullshit, I was one of the first. Mm-hmm. So there was a novelty and it was exciting and I think people were pumped. Look, I'm uh, I'm not proud of all my bridey things. I think it is a rite of passage, but I do look back and go like, oh, come on, reps. <laughs> like you think it's so important and it is so important, but you can get really like, it is so rude of people to not remember when really people are just living their lives. Yeah. <laughs> And your wedding is not top of their list of importance. Mm. But I think most people that I invited came to the wedding. Yeah. No, I wasn't too nervous. Okay. Well, then let's talk about this attachment theory. Yeah. What you were saying, like explain that a little bit more about this attachment. Well, you clearly have secure attachment because you're like, no, because the people who are in my life are my mates because we have a mutually beneficial relationship and they love me and I love them. And if they said they're coming to the party, of course they'll come. Like you don't have a anxious or avoidant attachment where you're like, no one loves me. I'm unworthy. Why would anyone come anyway? Everything would be better without me. Okay. This idea of unworthiness (laughs) that I can attach my understanding to. (laughs) Sorry, the use of the word attachment there, but like, that's interesting, isn't it? I do think there are two types of people there. I think you either have secure attachment or you have avoidant. Is it avoidant? There's anxious and avoidant and secure. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But like, look at us with our birthdays. You're kind of like, I don't need to do anything. I'm fine. Like secure attachment. You know, you know you're loved you know you're worthy Mm. whereas I'm like how am I going to approach my birthday like do I need to make a big fuss and force people to show up for me or do I want to slip away and be on holiday and like (laughs) and just hope no it doesn't matter if no one calls you know what I mean it's really it totally matters really it totally matters it's like these things your attachment wounds Mm. show up at times of either importance or stress You know, I went to that school readiness program that I've talked about before. It really left a mark on me. Sure did, because you were like, oh, I've got to actually step up and parent now. I feel like this is how I face a lot of things. I'm always like, later me can deal with it in the moment. No, 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 no. It's not later you. This is how you face a lot of things. Outsource me can deal with this. And you've been able to outsource a lot of your parenting up until now because it was daycare and you could choose a good daycare and you could choose a good au pair. And now it's school and school parents have to step up. They do. This is why it's left a mark on you because you're like, oh man, I have to do something. Or maybe that I felt uber organized because I was like, wow, I'm getting information months before the fact. That means I can prepare. Sure, that's what it was. Yeah. Because <laughs> you were that. organized. That's why it's haunting <laughs> you in your sleep. But one thing they did say is that kids will thrive in any school. Obviously, you will always have variables within a year group. Like I'm not discounting bullying or anything like that, but that's specific to individuals. But they do say that kids will thrive. And if you want to use the public versus private argument, as long as in the home, they feel loved, safe and secure. Mm -hmm. And just on that secure attachment chat, I don't know why I'm really fascinated by this. I guess because I'm thinking, how can I ensure my Mm. kids have that level Mm -hmm. of security because we want our children to go into the world with a degree of confidence. Yeah, secure attachment is definitely the goal. So how can we foster this? I've directly asked my shrink. Ad break. Got to keep the lights on. DLs, you're not going to want to skip this one as we have one of the biggest discounts we have ever procured for you from this awesome brand. I am extra excited about today's sponsor because DLs. 
As you will know, this started out as my not spawn. And now it's spawn. How good. Okay, so on your reco, I've started using wild natural deodorant and then wild came to us and asked if we wanted to try the full range. So obviously we jumped on that. That's right, DLs. Consider us your natural body care crash test dummies. (laughs) So I've been using wild deodorant for nine months now and I love the change. My motivation for stopping using regular store-bought deodorant was the aluminium and parabens. Mm. I mean, we use deodorant every day, so Mm. I want to try and avoid all the harsh chemicals as well. Wild's whole thing is that it's all clean and natural. Did your body adapt straight away? Did it take a minute? Okay, so you do need to give this a couple of weeks, okay? okay? There is an adjustment period like anything natural. So my recommendation to you, Revs, was Mm. definitely to give it a full fortnight and then decide how you like it. Okay. You did, but for me it's been pretty seamless. I will say I'm not an overly sweaty girl, but I have always used strong deodorant and, frankly, it's just time to get off the chemicals. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm loving the switch. I've found it really easy and the dispenser is really gorgeous. The user experience, mwah, just great. Have you got a go-to scent? Oh, babe, I'm all about the fresh cotton and sea salt. Mm. I will say they have got this new Rainforest Oasis scent that I'm keen to try. I am using that one and it's dreamy and it comes in the body wash too and I'm always auditioning body washes. So far, I am loving this one. Rebsy, do you love how you can choose your deodorant Mm. case Mm colour and just pop in the recyclable refills? You know, it makes doing the right thing for the environment feel very nice and bougie. Obsessed. Loving the shampoo bars too because I'm always cringing at the waste in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And of course, all wild products are vegan and cruelty free. So do something for the planet that your future self will thank you for and check out Wild today with 25% off your entire order. Use code NOTIME, all caps, no space, at the checkout. 25% is huge. Yeah, it's actually the highest discount Wilder offering in Australia. Australia, and it's exclusively for you, DLs. Go to wearewild.com and use code NOTIME at the checkout for 25% off. Enjoy. And I've said, what do I do to make sure my kids have secure attachment? She said, it comes down to one thing, that your children know they are loved mm-hmm. no matter what. It's not the loved part. We can all say, yeah, yeah, my kid knows it's loved. It's the no matter what. Yes. It's not if I do well academically at school, if I'm in the top sports team, if I keep quiet when things are upsetting in the house, if I don't make a big fuss in public, you know, there's no caveats. It's just I am loved mm-hmm. no matter what. And that's really, really hard to. Well, no, my shrink would say it's a low bar. Like parents Mm. don't have to work too hard to get that right. And that's why when you have attachment wounds, you know, something's gone on to like to disrupt that. Interesting. Yeah. Attachment theory is amazing. I mean, they do say that you can't spoil your kids with love. Like they can't be loved enough. You could just keep loving and loving and loving. And I mean, for me personally, I love that we are a household that declares I love you frequently. Mm, It's like the thought pops into my head and I just verbalize it. I don't stop myself. I don't sit with my thoughts I just tell the people around me and I just hope through osmosis that well, is no, sinking that, in. that will breed secure attachment because then your kids know it's healthy and mm. normal to express love whereas avoidant attachment or anxious attachment might be like oh no I can't tell someone I love them because it might not come back to me or it might not be safe to or I might be embarrassed or but I feel like even I went through that in my late teens early 20s in terms of dating you know the mm. gameplay that goes no, no, no. on it's not 
like casual gameplay or oh, will he say it back? Yeah. It's like I can't do it because I'm unsafe. The oh. feelings in my body are unsafe. Or well, then you must have experienced some level of betrayal or disloyalty or from um, your parental figure. Yeah, yes. lack of security, as yeah. you're saying. And yeah. I think there's something to be said as well about consistency and continuity. There is good news. You can heal your attachment, though. Love that. You can. Every adult has the opportunity and control to bring themselves back to secure attachment. It just takes a lot of work because secure attachment is I love myself. I'm worth it. I don't need anyone else to fulfill validate va- me. fulfill and validate mm. me as a whole and worthy person. Yeah. But in terms of RSVPing or throwing parties, mm-hmm. that's where it shows up, you know. Yeah. So I think it's funny. I think we always make fun of people who want to have like a big deal on their birthday. Do we? Who? who no. Rest? Who's it making happens. fun? It happens. No, it doesn't. It does. We go, oh, every year. Like it's not even a significant birthday. Like why are you a big deal? You know, we have, like there are all these people who every year want to have a big birthday. No, nah, I'm here for those people. All right. Yeah. But you know, sometimes they get shade and just think, well, maybe they didn't have a birthday. I don't know. I, up. I feel like you're projecting a little bit. Okay. Are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've declared my issues with my birthday. It's a very weird time for me. I don't quite understand it fully, but. Uh, Such a peaceful time of year as well. There's no. Um, I know it's time for a bit of a shit fit. <laughs> I, I think so. It's not Easter. It's not Halloween. No. It's not Christmas. It's July, babe. It's July. Season. And revs can't just be chill. No. My bestie has zero chill. No. And that's chill. okay. I'm happy to ride the fucking roller coaster with you. Hey, I had my best birthday of my life this year, so it's all that good. That was fun. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? <laughs> Me letting my sister down in a big way yesterday. You let your sister down? Uh. Formidable. Oh, I feel a bit shit about How it. How could you? Talk it out. But, uh, okay, I'm going to tell my version and then I'm sure you're going to shred holes in me or whatever. <laughs> aggressive. So for new listeners, my sister has MS and she is still kind of getting used to her diagnosis. She got diagnosed about two years ago and she is very brave and amazing and positive and all the things that you could hope to be speaking of secure attachment around such a big life-changing bit of information and something that is just part of her life now. She receives this medication every six weeks. It's intravenous and it's kind of like getting chemo. So she does that. Anyway, she decided she wanted to get a tattoo near her good vein. If you can stay with me. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got a good vein. Everyone's got a good vein. So she's got a good vein where she receives this. Anyway, it's part of some other stuff. She just wanted to get some tattoos. Just for some added context, is her good vein on her left arm or her right arm? It's on her left arm. Lovely. So she wanted to do that and she was floating some ideas and she she was sending me like, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking something like this, something that means this. Anyway, I think I've talked about STBH before on the podcast. Yeah, we have. But my sister and I have a life philosophy. It's a philosophy. It's a lifestyle. It's an approach to life. It's a personal view viewpoint, which we call STBH, which is, in our opinion, the top quality a person can have and how we would like to live our lives. It means stoked to be here. So you know someone is STBH because they're just a good time. Like every time you see them, you have a nice time. It's reciprocal. It's warm. They're like happy to be here. And it's just a good vibe, right? I would say that we are attracted to STBH people. 100%. It's like you're a vibe. You're a vibe. And I like hanging out with you and it's always good and there's never anything tricky. It's not hard or awkward or worse. 
people who aren't STBH, and that's fine, I'm sure they have their own people, but people who aren't STBH, it's like you're dragging them somewhere or they don't really want to be there or they're not really up for this so kind of company. They're, they're not stoked to be they're here. They're not stoked to be here, you know, yeah. and that's fine. They're allowed to be that way, but they're not me and my sister's type, okay? We're always like when our kids are being very gregarious, we're like STBH, that's the way, you know, and we feel that about each other. So anyway, it's become our shortcut language for, oh, I love that dude, he's so STBH. Like how STVH is dad today, you know, that kind of thing. So she's like, I think I want to get STVH at my good vein because it's got the double meaning of it's our language together, but also, you know, like having a degenerative major disease like MS is a really big thing to reckon with. And she just is such a gratitude girl that she's like, I'm stoked to be here. Mm. So and I, your sister is so grateful for the medication, for the advancement for in medicine. Where she is in t- yeah. time and history to have this disease, yeah. all this kind of thing. So it had that double meaning. And I was like, well, that feels like a sister tattoo. And she was like, oh, would you? Let's do it. And I was like, definitely. So DLs, you know where this is going, don't you? So I was like, we're doing this and I'll get it on my right arm so that when you're getting your meds put in, it'll be like my hand is right next to you holding yours. And we got this STBH together, right? I'm stoked to be here with you, sis. It had all these good vibes, right? So she finds the tattoo artist. She gets the booking, all the things. This is all done within like four days, by the way. Dying already. Because we're very impulsive. Not only are we STBH, we're impulsive, okay? <laughs> and we don't wait around for things. We have to act on them straight away. So she's like, okay, we're going to go here. This is the time, whatever. So I go meet her and we're going to the thing. We we're so psyched. We had like a wine at lunch. I don't think you're supposed to do that before a tattoo, but that's okay. We did that. We signed the waivers. We sanitized. We did all the things. We checked into the place. We sat down with the guy. We got the size just right. It's my handwriting. She wanted it to be in my handwriting because we tried a font and we're like, no, it looks like a concentration camp <laughs> tattoo. And Brutal. We're like, no, it's not honoring our Jewish heritage to have that stamped on us. So we're like, okay, let's do handwriting. You know, I wrote it out eight times. We picked the perfect S, the perfect T. B and H. Anyway, we've got it placed on her. She got another really beautiful design as well on the same arm. It starts going on. I'm looking at it. The guy's putting it on her. It looks beautiful on her arm, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, that's my handwriting. If I have my handwriting on my body, it's going to look like I'd scrawled it on with a biro at school. And I'm never going to be okay with the handwriting because it's not perfect. It's my handwriting. Now, if it was Lou's handwriting or had some other meaning, you forgive the imperfections because it has meaning, right? But when it's your own, it's like everyone hates their own voice, you know? I was looking at my handwriting going onto my sister's body and I was like, I can't do it. I can't have it on me. I will hate it. It will annoy me. How? dare you and also so leaning I, on this handwriting I feel like real. Nah, this is BS but I piked you know I said to her do you think Revs. I said to her literally she's lying on the tattoo bed getting her ink going and I was like I think it's enough that it's my handwriting on your body and she goes you don't want it and I was like I don't think I want it Revs. <laughs> If it really was just about the handwriting, why didn't you get your sister to write STBH eight times and pick the best STBH? Like, why wasn't it reciprocated? Good point. Good point. Yeah, because the handwriting is your own bullshit excuse for not getting the tattoo. Well, it's not too late. Like, do you think I need to step up and get this matching tattoo? Yeah, I do. Okay. I really do. <laughs> is that what you're saying to me right now? I don't know if you remember, but I've experienced this. I know. This. Yours is different. How is it different? Actually, mine's probably worse because there's more meaning in there it. There is way more 
more meaning in it. Bring the DLs up to speed who mine, don't know your story. Mine was frivolous. You know, it was completely silly. Me and my girlfriend were in Thailand. We were 15 years old. It was school holidays and we wanted to get henna tattoos. We were like, how cool are henna tattoos? Yeah, let's do it. Anyway, walked around for 10 minutes. There were no henna tattoo shops, but there were real tattooists. And so we walked into a parlor and we picked out our designs. And this is where I feel judged. I wrote yep. my tattoo out with my handwriting. Anyway, my girlfriend, Nikki, she chose a little Lion King cub, oh God. baby Simba. And I went first and she chickened out and pulled out. And I was like, but this was a thing we were, you know, we weren't getting best friend tattoos. We weren't getting the same tattoo or anything like that. But it was the whole like rebelliousness. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. And you're like, now I'm the dickhead who just got a tattoo and you watched. <laughs> yeah. With my own handwriting on my body like a fool. And look, I feel for your sissy because I know that moment where the friend goes and in her case, her own sister is like, oh, I reckon like my handwriting on you's enough. And it's like, <laughs> say what? Look, say what? I will say Lou came with me. We were going to get our belly button pierced together. And I went first and fainted. And she was like, I'm good. Not quite the same, but Not I'm trying the same. to I'm stretching. You are clutching, I'm reaching, girl. I'm reaching. All right. Well, if you think I need to go get it in solidarity, then I, it's funny too. I will say I caught the bug for sure. It was this beautiful studio and there was nothing like skanky old school bikey tattoo about this place. It was all white and there were plants and it was beautiful music playing. The guy was so lovely and he worked really hard on getting it perfect and it's super fine, like really, really fine. It will bleed, but it's fine. Sure. It'll look great. But she'll get a good 10 years out of it. Sure. And I was like, oh, I do kind of want something. Oh my God. You're like me around drunk people. You catch the high. I know. It's like it a dopamine a hit vibe. for you. Like you're oh, like yeah, yeah. listening to the tattoo. But the other thing, it's silent. The new oh. guns are silent. I was like, I swear that's supposed to make a big noise. He's like, oh, no, that hasn't been like that for 10 years. I was like, oh, they had these beautiful guns that were just like almost no sound. Mm. It was the most zen place. It was lovely. And Lou, even Lou, was like, I can see how this is so addictive. Yeah. And, it, and she's like, it doesn't hurt at all once you've given birth. This is nothing. It's like a walk in the park. Or you get Botox injections in your face. Or you get Botox regularly. You're like, that's way scarier than a tattoo needle on a fine, fine line. I don't know. I'm intrigued about your lack of commitment to this. I know. I know. I, feel, I, feel I like do feel a bit shit about it. There's more under the surface than it's my handwriting. I couldn't possibly have my handwriting. No. I, can, I knew I was laying it and I wanted to do it for the togetherness yeah. and the solidarity. I really didn't. That's what I felt I was letting down more than just not getting a tattoo. I definitely want something. Like, how can we leave this earth without the experience, you know? Been there, done that. Yeah, I know you have. Would I encourage my kids? Probs not. And when you, you know. look at your tat now. But has technology had advances? Like, do they bleed now? Are they going to bleed? Well, skin moves, you know. it's You grow, your body changes, your skin sags. So, yeah, yeah I mean, the ink does bleed. I mean, my cousin has a really, and I'm talking the finest tattoo arrow that I've ever seen. And it was beautiful, but like that's bled yeah, slowly right. over okay. time, yeah. you know, but it still looks great. Like I'm not judging it, but you do need to factor that in yeah. that it changes over time. I mean, man, my tattoo is on my right hip and <laughs> it's barely legible now after yeah. two kids. I didn't really think about that when I was 15, it did I? That looks, the skin would stretch and expand and it contract. Looks like a, what does it look like? Like a birthmark. Yeah. Like a green birthmark. Yeah, and that's the other thing. The ink colour changes. Oh, it wasn't always that colour? No, it was black. Oh, mm. it's gone green. It changes. <sighs> I guess, look, you've either got to really, really love 
the tattoo with absolute certainty yeah. or you're almost nonchalant about it. Yeah, like I felt nonchalant. Like there's I two was, attitude approaches totally, to this, totally. you know. I felt so like, whatever, who fucking cares? Yeah. At this point, like I'm not precious about my body. Yeah, you're like, I'm 38 I'm now. I'm 38. Like I definitely want a tattoo in my life at some point. I've never known what I want it to be other than I didn't want it to be like devoid of meaning. Mm. This felt like I was supporting my sister but also something we did together, solidarity, and I love our STVH philosophy mm. on life. I love it. I was like, because it's a weird, you know, set of letters that it's not a word, people can't read it and know what it is. Like, I found that fun. Yeah, but then when it came to it, I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> doesn't feel right to do it. But I was so nonchalant. Like Lou was quite nervy and she was like, oh, we're getting tattoos. And I was like, I feel kind of blasé about it. Yeah, well, that's an okay approach. Yeah. That's how I felt about mine when yeah. I was 15. For me, it was the rebelliousness. Yeah. And while I don't love my tattoo, like it's small, I could wear a two-piece swimming costume and you wouldn't even know it's No, there. it's very low down. It's, yeah, and I did that purposefully at 15 because I didn't want my parents to find out. <laughs> you know, it was strategic. And, yeah, while I don't love the tattoo, I won't get it lasered off. Mm. because it marks a time yeah. in my life. You yeah. know, it's something I can loll about because yeah. I'm like, oh, 15-year-old German, I can be a cautionary tale to my kids. You know, they see it in the shower and they're like, what's that oh my God. on your body? <laughs> my dad made this proclamation the other night. We were talking about tattoos and Lou was saying what she wanted to get and he's like, by the time your kids are adults, tattoos won't even be cool anymore. And I was like, based on what, dad? Yeah. Like, where do you get your data? Tattoos have always been cool. They just changed in style. Mm. Like now... Now fine ones and sticker book tats are cool. You know, it used to be like a big piece or like tramp stamps in the 90s or like, do you know what I mean? Or like a badge. Remember mm-hmm. that in the 90s, like just on an arm. Just do you remember badge. the paw prints on the boobs yep. that Eve yes. had? They like now great. it's like all these hippie ones in between the boobs and, yeah. you know, like yeah. feathers and stuff. Like it just, the trends just change, but tattoos are always there. Yeah. And it's cool now to get stick and poke as opposed to gun. Mm. You heard of this? No. Yeah. My stepsister has one. Oh, it's like where they tap it yeah. into your skin. Kind of like yeah. prison tats. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. Okay. So yeah. there's that notoriety too. Yeah. Mine's a stick and poke. Yeah. Is that I'm stick more and hardcore. Yeah. yeah, you're more hardcore. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Fascinating. I know. So funny. Anyway, I didn't do it. But I think hers are beautiful and it's cool and good on her. I still think you need to pony see up. it through. Yeah, right. I do. Okay. Oh, fuck. Do you know what I always find fascinating? What? Nipple piercings. It's always a surprise Talk and delight. Well, just that. when I learn. Oh, when you, what, you, when you undress a woman and you see she's got pierced nipple? I don't know. <laughs> my, my friends, look, I caught up with a friend not that long ago who um, had to remove hers because she was breastfeeding. Oh. You know, and I was like, didn't even know you had your nips pierced. Oh. And uh, she's like, yeah. And I said, will you put the bars back in? You know, she's like, maybe. I don't know. It's just fascinating. When you've had your nipples pierced mm. and you still have a hole mm. and you breastfeed, yeah. am I being anatomically stupid? Do you have extra spouts? <laughs> No. I'm not sure because no, it's a gland, not, it's right? The, the ducts. Nip- it's a duct, yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> I like, feel a bit silly. No, don't feel silly. This fascinated me when I started breastfeeding. It doesn't come out of one no, hole. No, no, it doesn't. Literally milk does not just come out of the tip of the nip. It no. comes out like from. Like a spout. Yes. Yeah. Or like. A spray. You know, yeah, a spray. You a know, garden like, hose. You know, like a garden hose nozzle, how <laughs> yeah. you can adjust yes. it. Yeah. It's like the that. one that's like a shower. Yeah. <sighs> comes out of all the holes. It's fascinating. A milk shower. <laughs> but yes, okay. So just confirming you don't have extra spouts when you've had pierced nips. Yeah, no. Someone will educate me. Sorry for being so, uh, so naive, naive and stupid. And stupid there. <laughs> hit me with your nut spawn. My nut spawn? <laughs> I said, hit me with your 
cannot spawn. <laughs> yeah, I've got a fun one this week that's a little off brand for me. Oh, go on. So plant care. I have two plants. Two. Mm-hmm. I have a very lovely, healthy bathroom plant. I don't know what it's kind it is, but it's very hard to kill. And I have my big, elegant, fiddly fig tree called Cordelia. Now, okay. are they thriving or surviving? Well, listen, I'm not a green thumb and I ummed and ah and I don't um and ah very much about purchases, but I did um and ah about Cordelia. I wanted to bring her home, but I was like, but Revs, are you going to buy a $300 tree and it's going to die? Think this through. And I decided, no, you can be a grown up. You can take care of one plant. So I got it. It thrives in the window. But when I came back from tour, it was, uh, shall we say, it looked a little sad. Oh, Cordelia. Cordelia was like, where you been, bitch? No yeah. one's fed me for days. <laughs> anyway, fed her. She wasn't really coming back. Normally, you know how you water a fig and then she kind of comes back to life. Mm. I gave her a shake and a dust and all those things that figs like. Anyway, my stepmom gave me this full system when I told her about poor Cordelia. She's like, oh, no, because she really looks after her plants. Like she's definitely got a green thumb. She keeps hydrangeas, okay? She's quite serious. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I know. Anyway, she gave me this system called We the Wild Plant Care or Plant Food. Basically, you get this starter pack. It's a spray mm-hmm. and you get these two green microfiber gloves that you put on. They're very aesthetically pleasing. I've got little leather beautiful clasps at the top. Love it. So your hands become microfiber. Mm. You spray on this potion and you use your hands to like clean the leaves underside and top side. Yeah, it's like it's, giving them a little bath. It's like giving them a bath. Yes. It's very meditative. The spray itself is made out of like worm pee or worm food. <laughs> like it's very organic. Yeah. It's all organic, safe and blah, 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 but it's natural stuff. But it just, she glistens. Okay. Mm. She glistens. She glows. She came back to life. She's super duper happy. And I think it would be a nice gift for the person who has plants in your life That's or lovely. for yourself. If you're like, come on, this plant thing to step it up. It makes the leaves glossy and everything green and mm. happy and just like big fan. I personally quite enjoy caring for a fiddle leaf fig. I had one yeah. and she was thriving. Yeah. And when Hubs and I moved house, I temporarily moved it to my mum's house because oh. obviously I wasn't going to keep it in storage yeah. for three months while we waited for our settlement. And yeah, my mum said, sorry, you're not getting it back. <gasps> she loves it so much. She loves it so much. But, you know, people forget that the big leaves of fiddle leaves collect so much dust. dust. Yeah. You dust and then them. it self suffocates yeah, yeah. under all the Aww. dust on the leaf. Yeah, so, so by giving it, Help me. by bathing each leaf individually, yes. oh, it's such a marker of love. It's lovely, you know? and because it's all natural product, I've let the kids do it too. They love it. It's like mm. you know, it's an activity, and it uh, cares for the plant. Very nice. Oh, I'm so pleased to hear she's thriving. Well, and I tell my kids they have to give Cordelia affirmations because you know that study they did that plants that were spoken to nicely thrived. Did you hear this? Did not. Yeah, but if you'd say nice. You'll like it's BS. If you say nice things to your plants, they do better. So this is my pseudo woo-woo friend for new DLs. Okay. That is got to be a crock of shit. I will find the study. And I know you love a study. I you do. You love to quote a study. Anyway, so every day the kids say something nice I'm to sorry, Cordelia. I'm sorry, but this, okay, this has to be specific to some sort of houseplant situation. There are plants fucking everywhere in remote areas it's without It's not saying humans. they will die without affirmations. It's saying the ones that get affirmations do better. I can't get behind this. I'm it's sorry. Good. It's good. It's a gratitude practice to my kids go up and go, hello, Cordelia, thank you for cleaning our air. <laughs> and they give her a little shake because fiddles like to be shaken, not stirred. Uh, anyway. Shaken. anyway, fuck you. What's your not spot? Hit me with your not spot.
spawn. Wow. It's getting to that point in the day. Look, um, I like that you started your not spawn with like you were going to go into a story. Look, um, what's your not spawn? I feel awkward about it, but I'm going to be audacious about oh, something oh, for a second. Audacious. Yeah, I'm going to be audacious and ask our DLs to freaking vote for us. Oh, what? In the listeners. New bestie choice. who dis. Yeah. Look, DLs, we love you. Last time you mobilised hard and you got us into the top 10. Actually, last, last time as well. Two years running. We yes. made it into the top 10 Listener's Choice Awards. Now, Revs has decided this year she's like, I want to win it. And I'm like, <laughs> babe, we don't have a chance against Life Uncut. No. Those okay. girls are big deal. Those girls have an enormous audience. They win uh, every year. They win every year. Look, my <laughs> goal is I would like to be consistent Cassandra oh my God. and stay in the top. 10 category. Producer Kate calls us the accelerator and the brake. <laughs> you can make up your minds who's who. But I just, you know, maybe it's tempering my own expectations, but I really enjoy being in the top 10. Look, we are not in control of where we rank, but we would love it, DLs, if you love the podcast, if you would vote for us for the Listener's Choice Award yes. at the Australian Podcast Awards. We rarely ask you to leave reviews. You know, we don't ask for that. <laughs> we regularly ask for that. We maybe do, but this is something, it would be like Christmas. It would right? be like Christmas. And if you love the potty and you want it to keep going and thriving like Cordelia, the way that you could bathe our leaves <laughs> is by dropping in your email address yes. to vote for us. That's all it is. You go to australianpodcast.com. Link in the show notes. You select, we don't have time for this. You pop in your email, Addy. It's so simple. But the next step, which is the crucial step, is you then have to confirm your vote in your email. And we appreciate that's a bit annoying. It is. Like so you're we, we doing it for us. We would have designed it differently personally, but we're not in control of that. But yeah, that's the system. We're just really proud of our potty yeah. and we'd love to represent you, our DLs, at the Aussie Podcast Awards and make yes. it into the top 10 again. And for the new DLs, don't worry, we don't ask shit like this of you every week. This no. is just a special occasion for yeah. this season well, of we're awards. We're just going to be irritating for the next month. That's all. <laughs> no biggie. Anyway, that's enough. I feel awkward asking for anything, so I'm going <laughs> to sign off. But we love you, DLs. We love you guys. Have a wonderful week. And as always, we'll be back in your ears bright and early with a bestie hotline on Friday morning. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.